Hi guys, welcome to POV, you're my therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, I, you know, shield my feelings, I cry, I do a lot of things that I'm not supposed to do, and you listen, and you don't get paid, and it's okay, because you love me and I love you. So, um, anyways, this week has been a long week. I didn't post a podcast last week. And so I had one to post, but I didn't like it. I didn't like a lot about it. Um, so I just figured I would re-record and I would just try to have a conversation with you guys. Um, there's a lot of things that's been like running through my mind and yeah, I just figured we would talk about it. Um, this is really like an unloading session, you know? Um, I had therapy before my birthday or after my birthday. My birthday was November 2nd. I'm a Scorpio. My sun is a Scorpio. My moon is in Pisces and my rising is Scorpio. And like my chart is basically Scorpio and a little bit of, um, a little bit of of Gemini and a lot of things in Venus. So that being said, she is emotionally raging a lot and she's super horny. Um, yeah, and like I don't mean like I mean horny in like a sexual way, but also just like horny in life. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know like how people can just be a hornball in life. I feel like that's me, but I, I cage it very well. Um, I'm just like very eager in a lot of ways. Um, but honestly, my birthday started off really good. Like I was honestly shook and I'm still like a little shook at how good my birthday was. Um, I didn't do much. I went out with a friend and we went to a movie. We had dinner. It was really, really nice. I felt really appreciated and loved and cared for. And it was just really great. It was just a really, really nice experience. And, um, and then, you know, like spoke to family, all that. Cause you know, that's always nice. And everybody gave me their best wishes and then all that. So it was really good. And on the day of my birthday, my mother had a colonoscopy. So I had to take her to do that old lady shit. Love that for her. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I took her to do that and I actually had a job interview, which I had to do in the car. And the moment the lady picked up, she's actually my mom, my friend, my mom's friend, my friend's mom. She's my friend's mom. And the minute she picked up to do the interview, cause she's a recruiter, she was like, I have good news and bad news. She's like, the job I'm interviewing you for is, um, is filled already as of two seconds ago. And I was like, okay, that's nice. But she found like a better thing for me. And so we will see. I'm gonna have a big girl job soon. And if I don't forget, I said this, forget I said any of this. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was really nice and super exciting. And like something I definitely did not expect at all. And it was just nice. And then, um, other nice things happened too. Um, other nice things happened too. <laughs> and I just, I felt like November started off holding my face and kissing me and calling me beautiful and precious and telling me how much she loved me. And I've just really appreciated that about her because I haven't had a good time in a while. 
and you know, I, I try to think positively and be optimistic, but like, I think sometimes you just have to admit that you're not having a good time and I haven't had a good time in a while. And a time where I just felt like joy and like just peace and like, like life wasn't like out to get me, hadn't felt that at all. Like I feel, I feel like that a lot, all, all, a lot, honestly, I feel like that a lot, but it just felt like the month began and it was just different. I came into the month, um, you know, like having really good conversations that I needed to have and certain reassurances that I really, really fucking needed. And, um, and it just kind of kept going. And like, I really, really love that. I love that. Like with a passion. I love that. Um, you not somebody honking obnoxiously friend. Um, so yeah, November started off that way. And then, you know, I had therapy and it was a good sesh and I was feeling really optimistic. I was feeling really happy. I was feeling really optimistic. And then how do I say this? How do I break this news? How do I break this? If you know me, um, if you follow me on Twitter, if you are my friend, even if you're not my fucking friend, bro, you will know, you will know that I have been celibate for four years. Isn't that shocking? Four years. And yeah, since, since 2018, buddy. And technically, 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 with technicalities in place, um, I technically have been only celibate for two years, but I don't count that because I didn't have a choice in the matter. So it's four years. Okay. And, um, and so four years of fucking celibacy and honestly it be, it, it started off, um, by choice and then it became not by choice cause I was so sick and tired of like, I would like hook up with these guys and, and like we would get along good and like things would be fine. And like, there was one guy who like, he really liked me and, and I didn't see him in that way. And then we started hooking up and then I changed my mind. Please tell me literally the night when I'm about to confess my feelings, when I'm about to tell him my feelings and say, Hey, you know, like, you're right. You've been right. We should take a shot at this. That's when he was like, Oh, I, I, I've been talking to this girl and we're getting serious. And you know what? They were serious. They did it for like two years. And he married somebody recently. Good for them. Um, and I actually mean that. I'm not being bitter. And um, and after that, I was just like, I don't know how much, if I can actually like give myself any more to this stuff. So um, did that. And then, and then I was by choice celibate. And I was like, I'm not having sex until it's going to be the person I marry. And then the two, the interruption in the two years happened. And I was like, no, I definitely, I, it wasn't even like I, I'm going to wait until marriage. It was just like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to be around men anymore. Um, and then I stopped dating overall. And then, um, and then, yeah, like men just really left a sour taste in my mouth. I was really like, hate men. I hate all men. I hate all men and they mamas cause they made men. And I hate your daddy too, bitch. And I hate your dead grandpa. Like, I hate y'all. I was really angry. Like, I was really angry for a, a long time, rightfully so. And, um, and then, and then I tried 
to get into uh I thought I was like ready you know to like not be celibate anymore and then I tried um and and then he wasn't ready to not be celibate so it just wasn't lining up it just fucking wasn't lining up friend so like for some fucking reason I don't know why I wasn't thinking um, well, I was, actually, I was very consciously making these decisions. Anyways, long story short, I broke my celibacy this week, and I don't really have a lot of feelings about it, it's just, ah, oh well, I guess. Um, moving on, steps, taking steps forward, don't know what we're doing with that, no clue. Um, maybe ignoring that we did that, truthfully. To be fair, maybe just going to pretend we didn't do it. Um, why? Because I said so. <laughs> because I said so. Um, I think like there are some things and that's how I know I've grown. Can I just say that though? Because before I would have like done that and like thought about it a lot and just been really, the word is not like torn or like conflicted, but I would have misplaced understanding of what it was and being like yeah like I need to continuously keep doing this because I I want it more like I'm trying to like fill something but now like I kind of just feel like it was fun for what it was and I don't really want to explore it any further like, obviously, like, there's the human side of me and, like, the part of me that's so touch-starved that really wants to explore it further. But, like, mentally, I just know that it's just more trouble than it's worth. So, we're probably gonna go back into our celibacy sack. Not gonna lie. Really not gonna lie. Um, and, you know, sometimes, like, I hear all the time when men are like, oh, women really can't go, can go, women are lying. They can't go that long without having sex. Yes, you can. And then I think when you don't have sex for so long, you kind of just, you crave it in a way that is, well, I mean, if you've done the work and if you've like, if you've experienced like some kind of healing journey, you're no longer like searching for validation in sex, which is. I think kind of shocked me. Um, I was, I don't know how me and my friend got into this conversation, but like he and I are both Scorpios and like, and, and like, I just, I love him so much. Like, he's just my, like that person that like, I feel so connected to not all the time, but like, I feel so connected to them on like a, a level that like, I feel like I just don't get with other people because like there would be moments like in life where I just felt like we were lost in like a sea of people and we were like searching for an anchor and at the same time and like and that's just a feeling that like we've both understood I don't know why I'm tearing up what the fuck anyways but like that's a feeling like we both understood and I felt like in that respect like he's one of the few people who like just understand how I feel but anyways last time we got into this conversation and and I was telling him that the person that I broke my celibacy with, I had really, for a very long time, whether I wanted to admit it or not, wanted their validation just because I can't even tell you why, but I, I really wanted their validation. And I think for sometimes with me, especially, 
I date these people, not date, sorry, there are no dating deer. Um, I mess around with these people who are kind of like a father figure. <laughs> when I say zaddy, I mean it. <laughs> That's sick. But I mess around with these guys that I think like, I see them as like a father figure to conquer. And yikes. Anyways, we're really going into the therapy part of this podcast name. And, um, and I think like, that's what it was with him. I really sought his validation. And like, I don't think like I made it obvious, but there would be things that like he'd say in a constructive way that I would like bruise me, man, would really bruise me and I would hang on to. Um, but anyways, so I, and I think that that actually makes sense as to why they were the person that I broke my celibacy with. Cause I think in that respect, I was still, try- I thought I still had something I needed to prove. And the more that I think about it, the more I'm like, <laughs> I don't care anymore. It's so strange. Like, I don't care what they think. I don't care how they feel about me. I enjoyed it and it was good and it was a nice feeling, but I, I think I, I just don't feel like I need that validation anymore. I think the thing about, I think the thing about being celibate for so long is you can be celibate for a really long time. Cause I, before that thing happened, well, I mean, before I went into therapy and like I started my healing journey, I had been celibate for three years. And right before I started therapy, I was seeing somebody and it didn't matter that I had, I had not, you know, had sex in three years. It didn't matter that I hadn't been intimate with somebody for three years. The moment that like I was even slightly intimate with somebody, my mind just like, it was like a snowball of emotions. Like I had no control over how I felt. And it was just like this thing that like I craved so much was really just like taking over and like it took over and you know, I ruined it. I have a habit of ruining things, (laughs) but I'm like, that's like, I was talking to my friend about this and like, it was a long conversation, but we were, we were talking about how like we're both such intimate people. And what we don't, what we crave is not like, we don't crave like the pleasure of it. We don't crave that. Like what we crave is like the closeness of like feeling close to somebody. And like, I like, you know, I I obviously, I don't therapize my friends really, but I know that for me, the reason why I feel like that is because, you know, like growing up, I was very... I, don't, I grew up around a lot of cold people and it's no fault of their own because they grew up around cold people, but I essentially just, I, I didn't receive like the paternal love that I needed and, and so that made me cold and frigid, but then like the thing I was seeking out was warmth and like, and when I was in, in, in the midst of warmth, like I was still cold and frigid and I had no means of expressing that or understanding that 
or changing it. And, and like, and he was telling me, well, like, we basically, like, agreed how a lot of the times, like, we did things that, like, we didn't want to do because we knew that at the end of it was warmth. And essentially, that's what we wanted. And, and I know that's true. I know, like, there's been so many times, like, I didn't want to have sex with guys. Yeah, I didn't want to have sex with these guys. But I knew that at the end of it was a satisfaction of feeling close to somebody and I could use that and I could like keep that until the next time obviously that didn't work because we're still here (laughs) so you know obviously it didn't work and now that like you know like I actually went into a healing journey and like I learned all these things about myself and I I'm trying to like trust myself and all these things I'm trying to do that and I don't think it ever gets fucking easier I don't think it gets easier and like now I'm at the place where like I feel like you have these extreme highs and lows right like some days like I feel like I'm on top of the fucking world and I feel like I feel like I understand everything. I feel like I aced the test. Like, not aced it, but, like, I feel like if you gave me a test in life, I would fucking ace that shit. I would get all high marks. Like, I feel like that all the time. And then life starts lifing. And then I'm like, fuck, I hate it here. Like, last week, I was so sure about something. Like, I was so sure about it. And... And, like, it's, like, times like this where I'm, like, do I go into detail about this? But, like, you know what? This podcast is for the girls, okay? This podcast is for the girls. If you're a boy, leave now. This is not your business. You are in women's business and you need to fucking out of here. Get out of here. I don't want to hear you, bitch. You got to go. So, I'm giving you two seconds. Boys, exit. Men, exit. Okay? Dinglings, go that way. I'm uh, not all dinglings. The gays can stay, but this I'm so fucking serious. This shit is for the girls. It's for the girls, okay? Anyways, as you all may have known by now, I already think I met my soulmate. And last week, I was a hundred percent sure that I was like, "Yeah, this man is my soulmate. He is absolutely my soulmate." I know that God has told me that. God came down from the heavens. He opened the burning bush. He came out with his raging beam of light. I was blinded, and he said to me, "Divine, this is your soulmate." And to be frank, I use the Bible like I use tarot cards, except I don't use tarot cards. I use the Bible how I imagine the witch bitches to use tarot cards. So I'd be like, "God." out of question buddy <laughs> and I closed my eyes and I and I asked my question my question was what the fuck is this man doing why do I feel so fucking conflicted does he even like me or is he fucking tolerating me like what the fuck is going on and then like I run my finger through my pages and then I I cracked my bible open and I did that and I did that and then I got psalm 52 which is basically like Why do you fill your head with bad thoughts? Why do you fill your head with negativity? Why can't you just trust that the best will happen? And I'm like, because I'm fucking human, bitch. Because I'm human. Because you did not leave no fucking suggestion box down in this whore. That's why I can't do that. Because you gave me no means of, of certainty, of communication, of none of these things. So I have to figure it out for myself. And, like, one of my, and, like, it's annoying. It's very annoying. 
So I was like, is this made my soulmate? And then I got that. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to ignore that. I'm totally going to ignore that. Next thing I know, bro. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm combing through his socials. Combing. FBI agent. Okay? Garcia from Criminal Minds on it, bitch. And I'm thinking to myself, bro, like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, why are you doing this? Why are you playing this game? We know how this goes. Stop. I'm looking for bitches. Do I find bitches? I found a bitch. Don't know if it's still bitching. Don't know what's going on. But I was like, I'm getting played. <laughs> so I'm getting played. And I know I'm getting played. And I'm like, I'm getting played. So now I can't shut up about it. And I'm annoyed. And now I'm just like, am I getting played? And, you know, not having a great time. Not really. No, not at this present moment. Definitely not. Um, so, yeah, that's been on my mind a lot, too, this week. And, and like, I try to be sure. And I try to, like, have faith in, like, that good things will happen. But, like, don't come to me and tell me that something good is going to happen to me. Like, I, I, I can't believe it. I really can't. And the thing is, like, people are so fucking annoying, bro. Like, bro, these, I hate that I said bro so many times in the last, that's when you know I'm getting heated because I, I start off these podcasts so fucking tender and then you, I bring up one thing and then I'm a mess. But anyways, okay, I, everybody in my life is like, think positively, think positive, think fuck off, bro, breathe, what do you mean breathe, I can't breathe, like, I can't, and like, and I think like people just need to understand that like, when, when one, when you're a woman, you're a woman, and when you're like a plus size girl, and when you weren't always attractive, when you have a fucking history of being the most unattractive thing to walk into the fucking room, which I was, if you've ever had the displeasure of seeing the TikTok I made that's like, I don't understand, baby, why can't you? Yeah, okay, I was an ugly fucking kid, and everybody let me know it, including adults, okay? And I knew it. Okay? Everybody let me know that I was an ugly kid. What is that supposed to do? What does that do for me? Now that I'm an adult and like, and like even as a, as a, you know, like as a, I'm a bad bitch. Even as like as a bad bitch as an adult, I'm like, I have, I, like niggas still fuck with me. Like they fuck with me. They fuck with my head. Wow. We're going off. No, I didn't want to do this. But like, you have so many bad experiences that it's just impossible to like think like, oh, one good experience could possibly happen. It really is. So if you're still a boy and you're still watching, if you're fucking playing me, let me know that. No, like for real. Leave me alone. Because I can only take so much as a person before, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Before I just like combust, before I absolutely give up, like like truthfully and like people are always like be positive like you're so beautiful I cannot tell you that the thing that I can tell you that the thing that I hate the most is when people tell me how beautiful I am and how lucky anybody is to have me and I'm like then why don't nobody have me why why that's my question 
and I'm and like sometimes I tell myself these things too but like it gets hard and like and like I said like there's a lot of highs and lows and right now today today I'm definitely in a low tomorrow I might wake up and I'm like God loves me he loves me like truthfully and like I'll be like I'm so thankful for the day I am so loved my soulmate is working on himself somewhere out there <laughs> like that may be me tomorrow and it probably will be me tomorrow but as of right now I'm gonna air my grievances buddy and my grievances are that I don't know what the red flags look like anymore I don't know what the green flags look like and I'm beginning to think that there are no green flags because these niggas is taking their red flags and painting that shit green. Making them shits look like Christmas decorations. Like what the fuck? They give you a red flag and then they give you a green one and then they give you a red flag and then they give you a green one. How am I supposed to know? Like, And then like I feel like it's a lot of pressure put on women actually because we're just expected to like be on our guard the whole fucking time and if we get hurt people flip it and they're like that's your fault you didn't see those red flags you didn't see those red flags bro I am a human I am a human it is not my job to monitor people's like thoughts to monitor like what the fuck men are doing because like the same guys who sit there and they tell you I follow this fucking kid on TikTok and I got beef with him because everything he says, I'm just like, bro, like, I can't watch you anymore because, like, how the fuck are we supposed to function when they're like, guys will say anything to get in your pants. They'll wait for as long as you want them to to get in your pants. What? What? What are you talking about? How does that work? You mean to tell me? A man will fucking chase after me for six fucking months and then dip the moment I give him some coaching. <laughs> I'm literally sick. I, I'm literally sick. Who, who? You realize if you do that, you're a psychopath, right? You know this. Yes. We need to get that clear. Yeah. Psychotic behavior. That's what that is. And like... And I, 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 like, at that point, it's like, okay, so what do I do? What do I do? I'm not supposed to bust it on the first night. I'm not supposed to make that thing pop. Um, but if I wait six months, he's probably still, you know, he, he'll probably still dip when he gets what he wants. Um, if he tells me, anything he tells me is most likely a lie to get what he wants out of me. When one thing I heard was, um, when men are with you, of course they're gonna give you so much attention. They have nothing better to do. I, I, you know that I'm like, all right, that makes sense. But then they give you the same attention when you're not with them, and then they can just disappear tomorrow. Y'all have a lot of emotional help y'all need. I'm really just saying that, and I mean it because. It's giving psycho. There, and like, I think the thing is, men don't realize that, a lot of men don't realize that you don't have to lie to get what you want. You can just say it. You can just be nice. And I don't mean like being nice, like take her out on a date. Because a lot of girls want to have sex. And they want to feel what you're feeling. And all you really have to do is just approach it in a nice way and be like, hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. But, you know, I think you're kind of cute. 
And I think, you know, we should get busy. And if she says no, she says no. You don't really need to fucking manipulate somebody into having sex with you. And I'm picking up that a lot of you guys are doing that. And you guys are going to great distances to do it. And that's what really fucking freaks me out. This week, I had people in my DMs, which never happens. My DMs have been dry for quite a while. But, you know, I'm looking good. I'm feeling cute. Looking delicious. Can I blame them? No. I realize that a lot of people feel like because they're sexually attracted to you, that you're, and like, this is even women, they feel like they are okay. Like, no, I need to find the fucking phrasing for this so I can say it correctly because I'm about to shit on all of you. They, even women do this. They objectify you. They see you, they're attracted to you. The horny brain starts going and they don't wait for the signal cue. They just come at you and they're like, oh, you look so pretty. Oh, I miss you so much. And they're like, oh, thank you. You think it's about to be a normal conversation. And then I had this happen to me twice this week with girls, with years. Okay. Come at you. And then they're like, um, one of them, I was like, bro, like, I'm just not fucking answering you anymore. She was like, um, she was like, oh, you look so happy. Like you're doing so well, yada, yada, yada. And then I was like, oh, thank you. And then she was like, um, I've always wondered how you taste. What? Huh? Huh? You all, you, what? Now, there was no easing into that conversation. And it rubbed me the wrong way, because why would it not? But also, I couldn't find, I couldn't explain why it was, what it was upsetting me so violently about it, besides the blatant disrespect. But a lot of people, I think, when they're attracted to you, when they're sexually attracted to you, they feel like they want you right now, like you're like a piece of food or something, and they actually think they have ownership of you. Like, like I'm supposed to react positively to that. Like, huh? Like, I'm supposed to, re- like, hear that and be like, I'm so flattered. No! Bitch, I'm trying not to scream into this mic because I keep peeking a lot. But like, I noticed that and I was like, wow, that's fucking gnarly. Um, Thanks for letting me know, but I'm going to have to block you now. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. And it's happened to me more than I like this week. And I'm just like, no, I don't know what to say. Like, and I used to think that it was only men who did this stuff. And I'm not gay, you guys. I'm not like there are women that I think are so attractive and I would give an opportunity, but I'm not a lesbian. And I've noticed that a lot of lesbians also act like men and they come at you and they expect immediate ownership of you to use you and toss you. And maybe it's not even a men problem. Maybe it's just a human problem and maybe it's just an ownership problem. But yeah, I don't like that. And like, and it always just like annoys me because I feel like you don't have to do, I don't know, you don't have to be such a dick to get some coochie. You don't. And oh my God, I'm just absolutely like beside myself in thought right now. But, um, where were we even going with the initial conversation? Yeah, that started because I for some reason decided to tell you guys that I broke my celibacy, but I will be continuing to be celibate and I may just pretend that that didn't happen. 
even though I've now documented it on the podcast. But, you know, that's my business. And you're not in my business, are you? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Just because, I don't know, there's like the... I feel like before I would have thought like, oh, yay, now I'm having sex. I can continue to have sex and have consistent sex and be happy and fun and and do that all the time. But now I, I don't know. It's like when you go to a good restaurant, it was nice. The bill was expensive. It was really fun. I don't want to go back tomorrow. I don't need to go back tomorrow because I can cook myself a meal at home because I have great ingredients, better ingredients, Papa John's. So, yeah. Um, What else has been happening this week? I don't know. Like, a lot has been happening, to be honest. Um, I feel like there's a shift happening in my life somewhere. And I'm actually starting to feel like my expectations of what I thought life was going to be like, I've just decided to let that go. And I don't mean that in a bad way, because now I think I'm starting to see different paths and avenues to getting what I want, which is money and love and stability and joy and just peace my very wise friend told me this week and I want you guys to listen to this very fucking carefully he said two very wise things last night and then last night shockingly reminded me of a wise thing that I said years ago that he remembered he said to me he said he said live life make mistakes but seek peace not happiness And, you know, that's not a lot of words. There aren't a lot of big words in that sentence. But I think it was a really good reminder for me that you just have to exist sometimes. And not not saying go where life takes you in a way like you're getting jostled and pulled around. But throw everything, throw a lot of shit, and whatever sticks in the ceiling is what sticks. And go with that. And I've been doing that, and it's been like... I don't know how I feel about it because it's just a lot of change, but I'm seeing results already. So what can I say? What can I say? Maybe for a long time I've stunted myself because I've been so rigid in what I've allowed myself to do. And now that I'm allowing myself to do everything, to try everything, you know, I try trying new opportunities and, and it's seemingly going well. Um, you know, I was fucking not fucking for four years and I got to a place where I felt like, yeah, I can have sex. And I did. And it was great. And now I know that I no longer feel how I felt about it, where I was seeking validation from it. And I don't think I need it. Okay. <laughs> That's my say. I don't think I need sex. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but I don't think I need I don't think, you know what I mean? Why am I having a hard time explaining this? I don't, I don't need it. I don't need, I don't feel like I'm trying to prove something by having it. You know what I'm saying? Like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's fine. And I'm good. And it's not something that defines me. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and, but anyways, so my friend told me that the thing that he remembered that I told him a long time ago, which I think it just goes for everything, and I can't believe I told him this, and I just never took my own fucking, fucking advice, but I told him, um, he was using this in the context of dating people, but I think it goes for everything. When you're doing something, and you feel butterflies, and you feel anxiety, that's not where you're supposed to be. When you feel something, and you feel peace, that's where you should be, 
And I didn't take that advice. And I talked about this last time. I, why did I not take that fucking advice? But anyways, and the second piece of advice he gave me, which I'm sharing with you all now. And honestly, this might just be the end of this might just be great advice that I've gotten these last couple days. And I have about three minutes left before this shit dies. So we're going to make it quick. He said to me, I was struggling with something and I got upset. And he said to me, um, social media is used to, to state intention. It is not a means of affection. Take that how you will, friends. Take that how you will. And lastly, the last thing I'm going to leave you guys with is this quote that I really, really love from Dune that has just been playing in my head a lot. And I've, I said it to him yesterday. I said it to myself this morning and I recited it the moment I heard it. And I really like that quote and I still don't know why, but I feel like I'm going to understand it at some point later on. This is when Jessica, um, Paul's mother is standing outside the door and he's with the Bene Gesserit. And Jessica says to herself, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over and through me. And when it is gone, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Isn't that great? Go off, Hubert. Hubert? Hubert? Hubbard? I don't know his name. But I've been thinking about that a lot. And I feel like a lot of the change that's been going on. Let me just make sure that my camera's still rolling. Because boy, boy, I swear to God. Hello, peoples. Apparently my, my camera died 10 minutes ago. So that's pretty fucking cool. But, um... Yeah, I think this is a good stopping point. Um, I am going to finish off my thought, which was that um, <sighs> life changes a lot. And it changes faster than you expect it to. And, ouch, my shoulders. And I think sometimes you just have to allow it. Girl, school bus. And I think sometimes you just have to allow it the space and the grace to do so. Um, I think it's definitely been a learning curve. Realizing that the path that I thought I was supposed to be on is not what I'm on. And I have to look for different opportunities. I have to keep changing and I have to keep progressing. And, you know, if you had spoken to 15-year-old me, I could have told you that I'd be married by now. I'd have two kids. I knew exactly which house I lived on, lived in, um, which was recently sold on Zillow. I know that. It sold for $1.2 million. A property increase of 300000 since I was 15. And I knew the boy that I was going to marry, and I knew the kids we were going to have, and I knew the names we were going to have. And I knew the career I was going to have. And I knew all of that. Um, but obviously things don't look like that now, do they? I think accepting life for what it is. And accepting that sometimes the plans change. And you have to change with it. Because you never know. Maybe where I end up. See what I was saying earlier? About how I was raging and then tomorrow I would be okay. It's not even tomorrow. It is the end of this segment. It's been probably...
probably 20 minutes. And this is where I am. I think I just need to cool off for a sec. But um, who knows, maybe in the future, I will look back and I will think, wow, I'm glad I didn't get anything I wanted because all of this is better. So on that note, uh, that was just a quick life update for me. Um, hope you enjoyed my rant. And again, I state that this podcast is not for boys. So stop listening if you're a boy. You have no business being here. Okay, it's for the girls. Thank you. So follow me on Instagram. Um, at Vinephilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O. And on Twitter at WordS. And I'm also on YouTube, POV or my therapist. So yeah, hit me up, you guys. I love you. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.